Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am your host today, Michelle Berquist, and we, this show is Women Leading the Way, and have I got an amazing leader that we're going to be interviewing today. I'm delighted to share that our topic today is Let's Talk Coffee, mm, one of my favorite things. And we're not just going to talk coffee, we're going to talk about organic coffee. Um, our leading lady today is Lori Britton, and she is the CEO and founder of Cafe Virtuoso. And oh, should so many of you know about Cafe Virtuoso. So Lori, welcome to the show and say hello to all of our listeners. Thank you, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me today. We'd love to excited. talk about coffee. Oh, because I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on the show. We've been through, I'm just going to say, we've been through a lot as women business owners. Uh, we're still dealing with the pandemic. Things, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, tell our listeners what Cafe Virtuoso is. I just want to hear from your words. Um, what is Cafe Virtuoso? It's an amazing business. I'll say that. Sure. Thank you. Well, we started 12 years ago as a wholesale coffee roaster, and so we sell to coffee shops, restaurants, casinos, resorts, um, and then we have a little cafe alongside our roastery, and so we do retail as well. We do online sales. Um, So we're all certified organic. That was one of my founding um, missions was that it would only be organic coffee. Um, Of course, the only way to prove that is to be certified, so that's that's what we've been, um, and we have tea and all the allied products that go along with all of that fun stuff. So, that's what and we tell do. me, well, what is it? What does it mean to be certified? Like, what do you have to go through to be a certified organic coffee and tea business? I mean, what is the process? Yeah. Well, good question. Um, and it, it's basically there's a lot of people that you know, coffee can be any product, any agricultural product can be grown. Without pesticides and herbicides, it takes a lot more farming um, ability, technique, and um, biodiversity to do a good job at it uh, because you can't just not have chemicals and have a great product. But in order to prove that, you know, you need to be certified, which means the farm has been inspected that there's no chemicals that have been used on it for X amount of years. And then there's a traceability from the farmer all the way through the chain importing the coffee into um, us. So we have to inspect the truck that it comes on and make sure that the coffee hasn't touched anything else as well. So there's a huge paper trail, and it's just proof that it really is. So we're certified um, as well. I love it. You know, and I've been to your facility, and it's fascinating. Well, one, because I love coffee. And, you know, I, I have to 
share because, you know, I'm a fan of another type of coffee company, but, had you know, I was excited to visit you. And I'm like, boy, what a difference when you taste your coffee. I mean, can you just share a little bit about how different the taste is with organic coffee and, and teas as well? I didn't have tea, but, I mean, it, it was very telling and having that. I, I never knew before. But you kind of shared a story that sure. some other coffee companies will burn, almost like burn their beans, right, or their their <laughs> roasting process. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we can talk about organic, and, and none of that really matters if, if it doesn't taste good. You know, it really has to taste great in order for people to support it. So um, that, that was the goal, um, that we would do a little more than what people expected. You know, I feel like if you give people more than they expect, they're – it doesn't even take that much to do that, um, but they will right. normally be back. So we're bean chefs is what we are. You know, if you think of a, a, a restaurant that you I love, love that. It's, because of, it's because of the way they, they prepare the, the foods that they've chosen to um, purchase and, and what they create with those foods. So um, it's the same thing with a roaster. You know, you have recipes and you have um, styles of roasting and, Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do a lot of really amazing Ethiopian coffees. Those are those are always my favorite. Um, but we have Central, South American, Indonesians, um, you, and we have Kona, pure Kona. We have just about anything. Um, mm. There's a lot of are you, you know a lot of. Go ahead. Sorry. No, keep going. I was going to go. I wanted to. I was like going. I was going. Yum. Mm, all of it. But when you said it's <laughs> like you are bean chefs, I was like, okay. So your title should be chief bean chef. Am I right? I mean, you have a new acronym as a title, CBC. I well, love it. I love it. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I and I think that I think that people sometimes are okay. You're a coffee roaster. What does that mean? And and that's kind of how I simplify it. In that, you know, we. We just cook coffee a certain way, and, you know, you have your favorite coffees. You have your favorite companies that do different, um, you know, do different coffees in different styles, you know. And then the preparation is really what it boils down to. We can do a great job, but if, you know, if the person preparing it drops the ball, the barista doesn't do a good job, it sort of doesn't matter how good of a, a coffee we roast. Yeah, I, I had no idea the process until I was at your, you know, your your facility and seeing kind of that process. It, it was amazing. I mean, I love that stuff anyway. But, you know, I know you've got a great story because it wasn't like you grew up in the coffee industry, right? I mean, you, what the heck made yeah. you start, if you can share with our listeners, <laughs> to kind of start this as a business? I mean, I could see if you were you grew up in the business and you're like, okay, this just makes sense. But you, you started your business and that's how you got into or t- Tell your story, how right. you started Cafe Virtuoso. Sure, sure. So I had gone through a divorce and I was getting ready to start my life over and I didn't know, you know, what am I going to do? It's like 40 years old. and I, So I um, <laughs> had a good friend that was, really smart, but had no business background. I had business background in manufacturing and, you know, not great business background. My ex-husband was, it was his company. So here I was, I had some money and I had um, some business instinct and in a lot of courage or stupidity, whatever you want to call it. And so (laughs) I just kind of jumped into this. And, And what really inspired me was the fact that there was so much organic coffee and the difference in areas 
um, environmentally and the changes when they would take conventional coffee growing and then they had converted to uh, organic that the whole environment changed like rivers would come back streams would come back animals would come back it was really really very exciting wow that's what got me hooked and then I'm like okay coffee cool like I love coffee but I knew nothing so and I started it in 2008 which was I mean I knew nothing that was an interesting year 2008 Not not smart. I I I always no. You know, I, I disagree. It was crazy. a lot of amazing, well, Lori. A lot of amazing businesses start in recessions. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry well, I didn't mean to I, interrupt. I was just I like, just, 2008 no, was okay. a year to remember. I, <laughs> it was, and I think what happened in in our favor is I it since I was very I was very conservative about what I was spending. Careful. And it was frugal, and I think that's what got us through this last year. You know, I'm. Um, well, it's sort of like when you throw someone in the middle of the ocean; and they've got to swim for land. It, it's always yeah. been like that. But you, so. you you said something that I'm like, man, I wasn't ready to go there, but let's go there because I'm like, what all of us are coming out of from last year. I mean, there are some businesses that you know thrived last year i mean the mortgage industry real estate industry it's crazy 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 you know um construction and that kind of thing and then you know just if you don't mind share whatever you want to share with our listeners what kind of an impact did last year make and then i love that you said what you learned from 2008 you applied last year i mean how much of an impact did COVID make to your business? I mean, I know, I mean, I don't want to share oh. mine, but it's like we, we were severely impacted, you know, in the <laughs> event business. Yeah. There were no events. Hello. But for you, what was the impact to you? Right. Well, um, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, we, we dropped 80%. Um, well, oh. at first we got, we dropped about a hundred percent and then we, we kept the cafe open. I had kept a skeleton crew. I kept people employed. Um, I put myself on, um, I took myself off payroll. I took my my family off, basically, and I kept key people, and I kept their health insurance. And I did um, I did the Department of Unemployment actually EDD had a program for WorkShare, and with WorkShare you were able to pay a portion of their as long as you kept their health insurance and paid a portion of their payroll, they would cover the rest. And that that saved all the key people that I that I. Um, and the rest were okay doing part-time and in taking unemployment. You know, it was like no one mm-hmm. was devastated. Um, so this key staff and I, we just kind of stayed here. I mean, I painted, repainted my, my patio furniture. Literally, I would come down here and <laughs> sandblast and and paint. And I painted, remodeled the bathroom. Like, I, I had to keep busy in order to not lose my mind, but the grants slowly we applied for grants and they slowly started coming in and we went from 80 percent down to we're about you know we have about 80 percent of our business back um and a lot of our customers are still in business we lost a few um you know it was it was it's just a blur honestly and and i don't think anybody really trusts that everything's going to be okay right now but um we have faith enough so yeah, we weren't the we were not the business that was blessed with extra business through this, not at all. But we also love, never quit working. So, well, I think that that's yeah. to me that's a really special piece about you and and the heart of an entrepreneur, if I can say that, because 
you know, in hearing you, it's like he could have just set up the, you know, shut the doors and said, okay, you know, we're locked down, so can't do anything. But, no, you go in there and, you know, up-level and fix things and, you know, kind of redo things or whatever. I mean, that, to me, those messages. And then, I mean, for you, how did you keep, you know, your mind focused on, like, this isn't going to be forever? Because I think what I've heard from so many small business owners, at least I saw this last year, and we experienced it in a different way, was, you know, COVID hit, you're like, you have to lock down. Okay, not devastating at that moment. It was like, we had two big events. So we just, we postponed. And then the first few months, it was like, okay, we'll just get through this, right? We're going to do this, because this is what we need to do as a society. And it's, it is a little scary. But then after a couple months, and all of us seeing how this is longer term than we thought, how did you I mean, I know you said you applied for grants, but, you know, it's that mindset. How did you just stay focused on we're going to get through this? Did you read books? Did you, you know, sing to yourself? I don't know. Did you, you know, <laughs> pound your fists on the wall? Mine was, you know, slamming drawers, but that's another subject entirely. Like, I, you know, how did you not lose your mind? Because I think so many of us almost did last year. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Well, what I did is I, I tried to focus. I'm a solution-based person. Um, I, I tried to focus on what I could control since most of most everything else I could not control. So what I did is I hired a friend and one of my marketing people, and I, I said, look, we're on a really tight budget, but we need a new website, and this is the time we can do it. And we need mm-hmm. – um, everybody had been bugging me for K-Cups, and – I fought that for years, but I finally thought, you know, the K-Cup person is always going to be the K-Cup person, whether it's my coffee or someone else's. So we did create a sustainable as we could, um, recyclable K-Cup, beautiful packaging. And um, and that really kept us busy. You know, there's a lot of decisions to make in those design processes. And, um, and it, you know what, my staff was so grateful. They really were grateful because their friends were laid off and losing their minds. And they were, you know, they just, um, we really, we really stuck together, and I think, I think that there's a part of me that, you know, I was raised in a pretty, I had a pretty rough childhood, and mm-hmm. I was certainly not coddled. And I think there's a certain strength that we get if you survive a tough childhood, <laughs> and that's probably wow. you know, I'm like, oh well, this is what I've been handed. I better just get, get with it. So, um, I think that's it. I just focused on what I could, and I just felt like. I couldn't look, I couldn't lose it for my staff. You know, like the mom that has to be strong. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, what it came down to. I think, you know, it's, uh, what I always hate about the media is they make it sound like business owners, you know, if you have a corporation or whatever, but not big companies, but even small business owners, there's just such heart and so much, like what you said, that you really knew that you had to be there for the, the team and your staff members and, you know, not, never let them see you sweat kind of thing. I, I think that is what makes small business owners so great. But I'm going to take a quick sponsor break. And when we come back, I really want to have you maybe think about 
some of the, the biggest learning lessons you've had in running a business? Because I know we have a lot of listeners that run small mm-hmm. businesses or are interested in, run, in you know, starting a business, but I'd love to kind of unpack your, um, here's some do's, here's some, you know, things to really do, and here's the <laughs> don'ts, right, of what you've learned. You, we could probably make a five-hour show about the don'ts, but we won't. So you think on those. I'm going to take a quick little okay. sponsor thank you here. So we'll come right back. But Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all all of our sponsors and partners. And now, Lori, I'm back to you. Um, just curious. I mean, we've, CWI has been in business 13 years, and I probably could write five books on the things not to do in running a small business. But I'm curious for you, what two top things come to mind that have been the most powerful learning lessons for you, you know, in the time you've been a small business, a business owner. Oh, I think you're right about there being so many things. Um, the early on, the biggest mistake I made in forming the business is I, I took on that friend that was a partner. And, um, you know, at that point in my life, I didn't have a lot of confidence. And I, you know, he wanted to be a 50-50 partner. And I knew that mm-hmm. was, I knew that was wrong. And, it, and of course, you know, it was all, I gave him too much credit for his his intelligence and his educational background. And, and the truth is, like, I'm the one that had the really good instincts and I had the money and I had the credit. And I, I caved on that. And I paid pretty dearly when, um, when it came time to, um, you know, part ways. It was, it was uh, actually, um, it, it took me a year of, Really, I think that the goal was to drive me insane, and then I would just give i would leave and um i finally I finally got power when I realized that well, I didn't care anymore, honestly, I was so tired of fighting so my I think my takeaway on that is um you know if you have a kind of a bad feeling about something, you know something's probably not the greatest idea, really listen to it um and listen <laughs> to your attorney and you know <laughs> don't do yeah. what I did on that. Um, and I think that sadly, I've, some of the things I've learned the most about are the things not to do that that I've um, d- done, knowing better. Um, but you know, if things are tough, also you know, call people up. I it absolutely, it's it's one of those things that's so important. If you're having a hard time, and and whether it be um, you know, bill paying or whatever, pick up the phone and be proactive and call people. You cannot believe how much mm-hmm. grace someone will give you. Um, but the people that, and I, I find this in my life, when I have to chase someone for money, you know, they owe me money, um, they lose my trust immediately. And and once your right. relationship is damaged like that, you, you know, you're in, it's, it's pretty much over. Um, so just be really brave because you have nothing to lose. If it's going to end badly, it's going to 
going to be that way. So just, you know, kind of um, muscle through things and, and face the tough stuff. Um, and, and you'll get through it the other side and you'll get so much more out of it. Um, those are, no, those those are, are kind good. of the tougher things, you know, that I think I've learned to go ahead and, and um, deal with and listen to yourself and then, you know, just be really brave and have some faith. You know, we we get to these no, places and I, yeah. I always think, you know, we we get to a place where We've been taken care of for whatever. It's not. A, it's not about a religion or anything like that. It's just that, you know, like I, I look at what I've been through and the fact that I'm still here. Obviously, I'm somehow taken care of, whatever that may be. And so, just having faith that you're going to make it through whatever it is mm-hmm. is is so helpful in life. Yeah, I think that's powerful. I mean, you know, I always. I remember, I don't know if it was coined at one point, but, and I'd love our listeners to hear this and get your perspective on it, but I, I, had, I once heard somebody say, if I knew what it was going to take to run a small business, I probably would have never started in the first place. And yet, <laughs> just hearing the things that you share, I'd love to know, I mean, if I, if I had to go back and I think, man, for me, it's 30 years, this is my third venture, but I go back and I think, man, if I really knew some of the bumps in the road, you know, or the roller coaster ride it was going to be, it's like, would I have restarted? And what's funny to me is it's never, I mean, it is about the money, but it's not about the money. You know, I mean, there's so many other mm-hmm. things that, you know, intrinsically I value for what I do on a daily basis. So I'm curious with you, like if you had to rewind and, you know, realize all the lessons that you've learned and the bumps in the road and the roller coaster, like would you do it all over again? That's what I'm curious to know for you to share with our listeners. Good question. I, Cause I have days I'm like, no, absolutely. I would never do this. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. Um, I'm with you on that. There would be a few things I would do differently. I'll tell you what I have to say in the positive way about this is I have grown in character and mm-hmm. um, confidence. Like the, the me now today after 12 years is, is a vastly different person than who started this. I'm a much harder worker. I'm, you know, I, I didn't give myself very much credit. Um, I absolutely didn't know what I was capable of before I started this. And those are the things that I've had to face. And I find people fascinating. Like I find, you know, everybody always complains about employees, right? Well, I have a lot of them. I mean, not a lot. I have like 15 employees. But what I find fascinating is how much I learn from them. Like I, it's psychologically wow. very interesting to me what makes people mm-hmm. tick. And, and I guess, you know, like I guess somebody's going to be a really good candidate for a specific thing. And then I can be vastly wrong or I can surprise, I can be surprised at how much better they are than I thought. So, you know, there's times when I'm like, I, oh, my gosh, I can't stand, I cannot stand some people. But at the end of the day, I would do that over again because I learn so much more from people. And I find that interesting. I probably was a closet psychologist or something at some point in a previous <laughs> life. But, I, yeah, I think that's, I would. that's- that's a great perspective. I mean, you know, it is. It's like people and managing people, it's, it is. it is. It's a really tough thing, you know. And, I mean, as you know, we've had some conversations on that. Um, I, you know, I guess looking forward to the future, 
you know, we've got a few minutes left, but I'm curious, like right now with how things look, what's, what's the big plan for Cafe Virtuoso right now? I mean, things are opening up. It's like I know you've got, you know, some big, hairy, audacious goals and plans. What does the future look like for, for you and your business? Right. Well, I really do. There's there. I do. I do want an exit strategy, and I've you know actually was working on it before the pandemic hit. I had <laughs> some pretty good plans in the work um, for exit plans. But, oh know, my gosh. Course, okay. Yeah. You know, I was, and and I think we all need exit strategy for sure. You know, I don't care what we do. We we eventually have to move on. Um, but my daughter recently, who works for me, you know, Savannah, she's um, pretty spectacular. And she mm-hmm. she said, you know, I do want to take this on. And I, she said to me, wow, I don't think I could ever do what you do. I, she, she, doesn't, um, she doesn't have as much patience. Uh, but, you know, I've watched her change drastically over the years. So whether that, I said, well, then you better start delegating really fast because you've got a lot of responsibilities. So um, I'm really trying to teach everybody to grow and delegate and, and, you know, to go, even if, gosh, you know what, even if that means people move on, not my daughter, but other people, I always want to help mm-hmm. them grow to their best. And because they're always happiest if, if they know that that's what you care about. Like they'll always give wow. you their best. If, if you keep that mindset that I'm here to help you grow you know, like my one artist, she's moving on in January, and she's been at almost eight years with me, and she's amazing barista and supervisor, but she's now kind of a well-renowned artist because that's what she's been doing on the side. So, like, I've been helping her, and she, you know, we're she's like my daughter. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, so, no, that's a new location. Cool. You know, the new location, I'm trying to buy a building right now. And um, an industrial building. I finally decided I've been crazy to pay rent all these years, and um, so that's my goal is to to get the roasting into a facility we own and uh, a new retail space because you know we're in a kind of a rough area downtown. Um, so that's that's the goal is to get this place moved. Right. And, and just for everybody, you're in downtown San Diego, California. So for our international listeners. Right. <laughs> By oh, the right, beach. right. It's not yes. bad. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, downtown is downtown is interesting. You know, California has a fairly significant homeless problem and it. You know, it's not so much homeless. Fam- There's certainly no homeless families down here. It's it's really, you know, it's a different problem than that. But that's a whole new topic. So, you know, you ought to where I, you're at. You you definitely need to. I mean, what do they say? Location, location, location. But, I mean, (laughs) I want to leave things on a positive note. I just, I'm curious, you know, for what you deal with on things that are out of your control, right, with your location Mm -hmm. and some of the, we can say, you know, there's a lot of homeless around you. But, I mean, it's beautiful indoors. The artist I think you were talking about is that beautiful wall work painting that's in your roasting. yeah, Yeah, it's gorgeous. Pretty of our so, listeners, it's also, so I, I think, ha- on your website. <laughs> right. Well, I do. I have a beautiful, my facility is beautiful inside. It's industrial and then um, also um, just really well put together. Um, you wouldn't necessarily, it's kind of a diamond in the rough of the neighborhood. But, um, yeah, I, I love my space. I love the buildings. Um, 
it's it's just that it needs to be in a area that I'm a little more comfortable in. So, you know, we spend mm-hmm. so much time at work. You've got to love where you're at. Absolutely. And, I, hey, I, in case our listeners want to order the organic coffee or teas that you have, um, including K-Cups, which I love that story because I'm one of them. I'm a Keurig girl. Um, <laughs> can you share your – how if people want to reach out to you, it's like I know they can order online. We've got the link to your website um, on our show page. But how do you want people to connect with you if, if they want to reach out, you know? Well, it's uh, my email is laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at Cafe Virtuoso. And um, – you know, I'd love to hear from anybody that, that's on today. If you're going to be in the area, I'd love to buy you a coffee. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of coffees to choose from and cheese. And uh, the website, like, it's pretty easy to navigate. And you can just find what might work for you, even, like, how you like to drink your coffee. It'll guide you through that, even. I love it. To all of our listeners, I hope that you uh, go on to cafevirtuoso.com and take a look at their different products and um, be- I mean, beautiful look and all of it, but they taste great. So I think that's what's awesome about it. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you my big and final question. So are you ready? And it's like, I mean, this has oh, to be okay. amazing, so no pressure. But, you know, <laughs> if you had one message <laughs> to inspire other women entrepreneurs and business owners, like, what would you say is the magic answer, you know, to what you feel could inspire women entrepreneurs? What do they need to know? What do they need to do? Or what do you think and can share um, as your final, sure. like, big, positive, motivational message? Find out what it is that you are good at in your, in your chosen field and and find the people to do the jobs for you that you don't love and aren't as good at. Mm. But but don't just fill people in because they're available. Make sure that they're actually a good fit for the position. And they Dang, will thrive good. in your business. You know, you'll both thrive that way. I love that. So you're saying focus on what you're really good at and then fill in with the right. other people that like compliment you. Exactly. If you're a creative chef or some kind of a creative and you absolutely hate book work, get, get a bookkeeper. I have a bookkeeper that comes in once a week. She has, when I started the business at my house, she was in my, in my guest room doing books. Now she's here once a week still, <laughs> 12 years later. Crazy. I love that. That's like a bam, drop the mic, and we're out of time. I just want to say thank you to you. This was insightful. I think I'd like to have you back again. See how easy a radio show is? You're so funny. Oh, Lori, you were awesome. Thank you. All right. Cafe Virtuoso, folks. Cafevirtuoso.com. You can see it, the website link on our show page. Um, to all of our listeners, you know we're here every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're here live Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And for those of you that say, oh, I just can't make that work, but I want to listen to the Women Lead Radio shows, um, you can find us also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Oh, my gosh, where's the other ones? Apple Podcasts or iTunes. I can't remember which one they call it. But anyway, we're on the major distribution networks. And to all of you that do listen, we thank you. Um, We've grown some since 2010, so we are an international show. And I'm just going to leave all of you with this, you know. It really, I think it's all about buggering on in business. And, Lori, I love the stuff you shared. And just to all of you out there, if you think, 
it's going to be a magical ride as a business owner. It's like think twice, but know that, you know, when you do what you love and it's like you find opportunity and that revenue, it's an amazing journey. So to that, I'll leave you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We will see you again on the next Women Lead Radio Show. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. BDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.